0: Oh yeah, no doubt. Like when I'm, when I'm kool and that means that I can't eat dinner, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Tim Wassum at the helm tonight and joining me as always are Andy Wellfley and Johnny Gamber. Guys, how's it going? Hey, That's
2: glad to be here. Huh? awesome. Hundred and fifty! Wow, 150,
1: 150 thumbs up
3: right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hundred and fifty thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty staggering. And we'll, we'll. I'm sure there'll be plenty of joking about how we never thought that would be possible uh, yep. a- along the way. Uh, but we've got a good, good episode planned tonight. We're really excited for for our guest, and we're also excited for our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Notegeist. Stay tuned for a special product announcement and how to save fifteen percent on your first order, and you'll hear that announcement after Fresh Points. So uh, today we are joined by a very special guest, Ed Kemp, creator and writer of the fantastic graphite-based Zine Pencil of the Week, and who runs the Word distribution, a Zine Distro. Ed, it is so good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us tonight.
4: What's up, Ed? Ed.
0: Hey, guys. uh, Thank you for having me. This is really awesome. Uh, Big, momentous occasion, 150 episodes. That's really (laughs) awesome, guys. Yeah. I I can't believe that you couldn't find a better guest than me to get on here, but...
2: Well, you know, (laughs) we wanted somebody to talk about zines with, because zines are awesome. Yes, they are. We've
1: been been itching to talk about them, so it's perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah,
1: cool. Awesome. Now, so we've we've hit another benchmark in our podcasting careers. We we never thought we would be able to make it to fifty episodes. I'd probably say twenty, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no offense to you guys, but I, it just it always amazes me. Uh, but you know, fifty episodes that people would listen to, let alone one hundred and fifty. And we are so humbled by the support of our listeners and sponsors, and we have no plans on quitting anytime soon. So, um, I'd like to give some give it give a shout out to our our in house statistician. Mr. Andy Wellfley, who who cooked up some, some fun facts. His first two our- are Johnny. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, easy. okay. So I'm <laughs> yeah. the one who didn't do any work. So um, interesting stats from our 150-episode run. So Johnny, why don't you introduce those first two, and Andy, you, you tell us about the third one. Yeah. So
3: um, episodes that we had to re-record, only two.
2: Yeah, hey, um, um, surprising. Yeah, <laughs> the first one, of course, with Anna Reinert from the Well-appointed Desk. When we were all drinking, and halfway yeah. through, we realized that we never—I never hit the record button.
3: But it was fine. Those were early days. Let, let's be the
2: clear: day. all of these are my fault.
3: <laughs> oh, no, no, I mean no, no. that. W- that no, been you also
1: life. carry a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the weight in the recording department. You know, like as in all of the weight in the recording yeah. department.
3: Right? <laughs> And um, I don't remember why, but there was one episode that never came out.
1: I actually...
3: Am,
2: actually Nice. I'm actually not <laughs> n- not familiar with this one. I I was going to ask you about this. We had an episode that didn't come out?
3: I, yeah, it was something like I couldn't find a number and I was like, Andy, what's up with that? And you were like, oh, we just didn't put that one out. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I
4: mm, have an episode tape collector hounds
1: are going to start hunting it down.
3: Yeah. It 68? I don't remember.
2: <laughs> we're going to hide it away on like just somebody's like I
1: don't know, tape recorder. Oh, it was <laughs> it's gonna be uh, like a ready player one style yeah. like competition. <laughs>
2: it was you 68. win the golden pencil. <laughs> yeah. I have episode sixty-eight yeah. in my like recording archives. So I should listen to it and see if it actually lives on the website.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's not on the website. Wow. I wonder. Well, you know what? I can look up the doc and see what it was. yeah Oh man, that's exciting. <laughs>
2: And the last one, uh, Johnny put the stat down, um, but I wasn't quite sure how to look for it. So what I eventually ended up doing was um, he basically total hours slash minutes of programming. and I meant um, to look that
3: up, but I got lazy and forgot.
2: Oh, it's all right. I basically just took all of the uh, episodes and dro- dragged them to like uh, like the VLC player just so I could see what the total count is. Um, <laughs> seven days, 19 hours worth of content which includes the a extra lot. dark yeah um, so if you want to listen to us talk at you for a solid week uh, that, that that can happen
3: <laughs> we can make that happen I mean these are strange days people's sleeping patterns yeah. are all off you know it's true
1: it's true oh. 100, 187 hours
3: yeah <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so. Much. it was um, <laughs> in I think 2016 we tried to record an episode called off the wall at stationary part one and it was like stuff that was stupid, and the recording didn't go well. So we were just like, the hell with it. We didn't do anything. <laughs> so let it go. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. Maybe Maybe we'll look up that lost audio and we'll figure out how to like.
1: It's a little Patreon bonus. You can <laughs> yeah. listen to like a really embarrassing failed episode. Just a terrible Probably,
3: Tim cussing a lot. Probably.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. I'm sure that was me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. All right, well why don't now we got those uh those fun facts out of the way, why don't we jump into tools of the trade? And Ed, as our guest, would you uh would you like to go first?
0: Uh yeah, sure. I could go first. Um so the the pencil of the week, since I'm sure everybody wants to know this week, is yeah. a uh it's a vintage uh, Dixon Natural Ticonderoga.
3: Oh man, those are yeah. nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I picked it up at uh brand name pencils. Shout out to Bobby Truby there. It is beautiful. It looks like a, like a piece of furniture or something. It's like real dark and I don't know. It looks like it got this varnish on it. It is, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Looker.
2: Yeah. Nice. Any, uh, uh, any, any interesting TV or uh, books or anything you've been reading or, or watching?
0: I don't watch a whole heck of a lot of TV but uh I have gotten into Space Force recently because I <laughs> I love The Office. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know the Steve Carell he he's just different enough but it's like kind of similar cuz he's kind of inept like it's Yeah, I li- I like that one and I just finished that Paul Rudd Netflix show Living with Yourself I think it's called.
1: Yeah, that's a good no, one. Oh, that looks cool. That was really good.
0: Yeah, I just finished uh that season. I, th- I think there's only one season though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, so far. I think there's another one coming, but
0: I hope so, man. That was a cliffhanger in <laughs> yeah. the last episode, so <laughs> yeah. hey, they better come out with a season two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's probably it for TV. The the book I'm reading right now, Johnny, you might like this or you might even know about it, but um it's called The Corner. <laughs> That, yes. I might have
3: heard of this book. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm reading right now. It's Nothing. it's a heavy book, man. Not only because it's like 500 pages in hardcover, like it's literally heavy, but through the content <laughs> in it is uh, is rough, man. It's it's basically like the the TV show The Wire, um, but on on page, and it's it's rough, man.
3: Yeah, I think my wife teaches that in her class, so our copy's not here. But I've never actually read it. Cause like I live here, I could just go outside.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, it's a, uh, it's good. It's good. But I'm developing like these emotional attachments to the characters and whatnot. And I'm just like, <laughs> but, but they're real life people, man. So it's, it's, it's tough, man, but it's, it's good. I'm i uh, I'm probably about a hundred pages into it. So I, I've been liking that one. And uh, I do listen to a, to a lot of music right before the pandemic. I uh, picked up a, a cassette tape player for my kitchen oh heck yeah yeah so i got this uh a buddy of mine runs a a tape distro down in uh philadelphia like a tape label if you will you know what i mean Uh and uh i got a bunch of his tapes from uh this and that tapes just on this like this like uh What's it called? Replay, basically. Like it just goes from the top of the stack down to the bottom, and I just keep replaying them. That's like my cooking playlist right there. (laughs) But it's it's all new music, like because I don't listen to a lot of new music, right? Like, uh, like another band that I've been into a lot recently is Sly and the Family Stone, like nonstop, like.
4: Nice.
0: yeah yeah that's that's been a go on and uh really been super into d'angelo recently getting y'all remember d'angelo from like the
4: yeah yeah oh, sure.
0: his his stuff is good his second album sounds just like Prince stuff and uh i've been really liking that one and you know i listen to all the same old punk rock from like the 90s and 90s hip-hop that i've always listened to but i listen to a lot of music especially like putting together the zines and whatnot it's good to uh just yeah. to listen to. And, uh, yeah, nice. that's, that's probably what I've been consuming mostly.
1: Yeah. Nice. How about you, Andy? Um, wow. We, we've
2: been watching a, a show that's, it's on Peacock, which is, uh, NBC's stupidly named streaming app. What? Um, Peacock. <laughs> that's so weird. It's so, so weird. There's a show called Escape to the Chateau, and it is a BBC show. Um, and it is, um, how do you describe it? A British couple, uh, purchased a crumbling, uh, mansion in France, crumbling Chateau and is restoring it and turning it into like a, uh, like a wedding venue. And it's like, you just see all sorts of really interesting home repairs. And it's kind of like a home renovation show, except, um, uh, like, if you need to drill through a wall, it's like a three-foot-thick solid stone wall. <laughs> and so there's all sorts of weird problems that go, that come from that. Um, and it's just really interesting to watch. Um, also just finished a book of short stories called Exhalation um, by Ted, Ted Chang. Have you read that, Tim?
1: I I, I bought it uh f- few months ago I yeah. think on kindle i haven't read it yet though that's that's the one that has the story that arrivals based on right or no it's the it's the author that wrote yeah, yeah. the story that arrivals based on yeah yep yeah,
2: yeah. it's uh, it's his stuff there's some really good ones in there just some like trippy things there's one just people who live in a world like everybody in the world is like a, a robot and so one of them di- dissects his own mind and like talks about it which is just a lot of stuff mm-hmm. about like recordings of words and um there's like a kind of a total recall feeling like esque story in there
1: um he's one of those interesting writers that like he works like a full-time normal job yeah and like no sort of doesn't i forget what he does but like he just does this totally as a hobby but he's also like really like awesome at it (laughs) yeah yeah
2: so i assume he just never sleeps
1: it's fascinating yeah Yeah.
2: so yeah that's a really good book of just science fictiony short stories uh, and I, I've been writing um I actually just got into an old bag the other day and found an old um uh Palomino Blackwing five thirty, the gold one. Um the first one with the striped ferrule, and it's like almost to the Steinbeck stage. And so I'm like, you know what, this is a really this is one of my favorites. So I am writing with that um just in my just in my term notebook. Yeah.
3: Nice. How about you, How Johnny? How about you, Johnny? Johnny? Um, I just finished the Corfu trilogy by Gerald Durrell. Yeah. Because I, know, I spaced it out because, you know, the show's over. I'm upset the show's over. So I didn't want the books to be over also. But now they are. It's depressing. So I'm going to move right on to the sunny show of Ozark. <laughs> do, do you guys catch the latest season? No, I, uh, I've never seen it. Oh, man, it's uh It'll keep you watching. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty violent there's someone on there that's mouth is way dirtier than mine so I feel good about myself watching that show and um I finally finished Freud that short Netflix series about you know Freud um it was <laughs> like Frankie wouldn't watch it and there were some parts of it that were almost kind of nauseating but it was so good it had a really really good ending so if you like to watch late night shows that are in German, check it out. I mean, <laughs> every, subtitle- every night,
1: that's all I do every <laughs> night.
3: <laughs> like my German's pretty bad, but I could pick up a couple parts where the subtitles were like way off. where someone says like three sentences and the guy's like, yeah, that's not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm writing on a like really chewed up Tennessee red because it's gone through the uh, classroom friendly so many damn times. On like, there's a back of a pen pal letter sitting here next to me. I've been scribbling on <laughs> nothing too fancy tonight. How about you, Tim?
1: It's, uh I've been reading. Um, I did recently did one of my like purges where I went from reading like 12 books at the same time to like I finished one and then just like cut a bunch of them loose. And so now the only two things I'm reading, the thing for me uh, versus the thing for school. And the thing for me is I I'm rereading Chronicles volume one by Bob Dylan his uh mm-hmm. his memoir that he put out i think it was uh, it was when i was in high school so it was like 15 years ago maybe something like that i don't know, like that but um but yeah it's it's fantastic so he he starts out the book starts out with him arriving in new york city and going to his first meeting at a label and and then he just kind of swirls around through the the next several years of his life. And it's, is a wonderful book that I haven't read. And, and, is, I mean, I read it when it first came out and haven't read it since. So I just thought it was, it just felt like the right time to reread it. And for school, I'm reading ready player one, which I referenced earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I am teaching that after fall break. So in a few weeks I'm teaching that, So I'm rereading this, which uh, a lot of people are really familiar with the book, but it's Ernest Klein, just, an just announced ready read. player
2: two is coming out sometime next yeah. year.
1: I, I thought it was this year. Sometimes oh, it's it like really. St- I thought it was this fall sometime. Okay, but maybe I could be wrong. But I, that's why i had heard. But that was one of the reasons of picking it was being a kind of natural. Hey, I, look, this is coming out soon, so you can read this next. Kind of, kind of motivation.
2: I have so mixed feelings about this book. Like, mm-hmm. I. <laughs> on one hand, I like. You know, appreciate sort of like the plot and the dystopian near future, but on the other hand, so much of it is just like nostalgia porn, right? Just like oh, yeah, nostalgia references for just for the sake of nostalgia references, and like it could be some biting social commentary about how that's like what we as a society are focused on now, and I don't think that's mm-hmm. the truth, but who knows? He also wrote a uh, his book Armada is just like exactly the plot of The Last Starfighter. <laughs>
1: okay well anyhow that, yeah that's my yeah. Early <laughs> mind sorry yeah and i'm no and i'm not i'm not some super fan but it is one of those books that is has kind of dropped into the the teaching world as like the perfect like not a ya book mm. but kids will still read it kind of thing you Wait, know that's
2: not a ya book
1: i don't think it te- no it technically is not a ya book i mean oh,
2: yeah
1: yeah it's too long yeah <laughs> <that's> <laughs> ya books are usually in like 18 font yeah, <laughs> you know every chapter is like three three pages long but yeah, uh, yeah so I'm reading those two and then as far as listening the only really new thing that I, or notable thing i have been listening to is uh, the new Springsteen song so he uh, he's got a new new album coming out called Letter to You which I'm pretty excited about so he it's with the E Street Band which is the first album he's put out with the E Street Band in a while and they recorded uh, many of the songs like live which was not something that's something they haven't done for a really long time yeah. so they shout out to new jersey video. yeah have, ever, have uh, you guys
0: ever seen the boss live
1: no i never know yeah right at the top of my list right amazing. now Tom Petty he was plays, at the top he plays of for like three
0: and, and a half hours
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's on the it's way up there at the top of my list of people to see but um i'm, I'm excited for the album i think it's going to be Cool. I think he even said like in some like little interview that some of the songs were like recorded in the first take. Like they just like taught them the song and then they hit record and they recorded one and then that was wow. it. Wow, which is pretty awesome. One take bruise. Yeah. yeah, one take bruise. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I am using a Tombow twenty five fifty eight in B. And I am writing in one of my moleskin hardback pocket notebooks. One of your many about in a little. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's me. So let's uh, let's get into fresh points. Cool. So, uh, Ed, uh, why don't you start us out? Do you have any kind of news or fresh points you want to share with us?
0: Uh, no news or anything, but I I did just come into
1: possession of that uh that
0: Stadler pencil extender. Y'all ever seen oh, that yeah. one? Like, oh, The nice. fancy one with the clip and the eraser.
4: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's you uh, like it? it's nice. It's a little heavy. It's a little like long, but uh, mm. and the the grip. It feels like it feels like grip tape on a skateboard. Man, is is rough.
1: So. <laughs> yeah it is yeah
0: i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping i wear it in a little bit because I, I love that the the lead holder that they got that one is so awesome the morris yeah. technico one yeah
4: oh yeah yeah, yeah. Those are nice. I was, yeah
0: i was hoping that this would be you know not similar but i mean i figured it would be close i don't like
2: it as much but yeah just don't sand off your fingers well that's what's
0: happening i feel like i should go rob a bank now because i don't have no fingerprints you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) but uh but other than that no it's pretty much old pencil news around here just a new pencil every week that's all
3: yeah
1: (laughs) all right nice johnny how about you
3: awesome so um did you guys get a Baron fig confidant in orange
2: i saw it i didn't get one
3: yeah like I think I mentioned this in their Facebook group. It's like Field Notes used to do. Like, hey, you like our notebooks? Here's an orange one for fall. Like, cool. So I bought one. I didn't realize the box was also orange. That's a nice touch. But um, it's a really good orange. It's called Pumpkin, and it's like Pumpkin. It's perfect. So uh, I think they're still for sale. They're only in the flagship size and lined and dot grid, I think. But um, also, they came out today, and I just checked, and they're sold out, so I shouldn't tease you. Musgrave did some um, custom pencils for the presidential debate that's going to be in Nashville on um, October 22nd. They're just like three really cool Musgrave pencils in red, white, and blue with red, white, and blue erasers. But um, they made extras, and they sold out in a couple hours, so they're all gone. Sorry. Oh, oh, wow. wow. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't know they sold out so fast. Yeah.
3: I mean – we could, we could talk to folks. Maybe we could find some.
1: I'm
2: sure there are people who bought a, a couple of them at least.
3: But that's where they went. Hmm. <laughs> Terrible. So um, also, Write Notepads has a new product out that I forgot to buy called, tear. they call them tear pads, but they're basically um, sort of like a legal pad, but it's, they're a regular paper and then um, they're lined on both sides. So they'd be really good for like letter writing, which is awesome which is what I'll use them for when I remember to buy some. Um, And my last thing is I want to plug our playlist because I think I went out today on the Feral Files. Everyone that Mm -hmm. follows us or supports us on Patreon gets our monthly newsletter. And every month we have a playlist, which is um, like, man, time consuming. And we get some pretty good feedback on them. So it's worth two bucks a month just to get access to that. I mean you could do it at ten bucks a month. That'd be cool too. If you want. But, yeah. I just thought I would I would throw that out there. And if you if you're on the fence and you email me, I'll send you the link. Once <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I've got. Nice.
2: Um, biggest fresh point I'll mention is um, I was going to talk about the field notes that have come out since um, since we last recorded, the United States of, States of Letterpress. Have either of you, um, or any of you, uh, gotten these notebooks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have that really great thing that happens, like, when... Oh, man, it's the same thing for the two rivers. It just smells like letterpress, which is really great. I'm sniffing it right now. And, yeah. And it, <laughs> and it has that... Um, Kind of ink smell kind of like shop smell where there's a little bit of like oil maybe um and they're gorgeous so um so what what they did was what field notes did is they um basically found nine different letterpress shops around the country and had them make a notebook they sent them um nine different colors of uh, french paper company paper and said hey put something on this and like Mama's Sauce in Orlando, which is really great. They do a lot of Draplin's, um, a lot of draplins posters. They got an, an orange. Um, they got the... Um, oh, is this the butcher? No, this isn't the butcher orange. This is their their pop paper, their French pop. Um, and uh, yeah, somebody else did... Um, oh, shoot. Who is this? Full Circle Press um, in Nevada City, California did one. There's a bunch of them. It's really cool. Um, they did a couple of variants each time. So you can get like different ones with each packs that you order and they uh, made nine packs out of it. So they're really lovely. Uh, just, just a really great sort of like spiritual successor to, um, two rivers, I think.
3: Yeah. I think these turned out kind of better. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I just like the pictures yeah. better.
2: We mentioned, um, one thing, one thing I will mention that's, that was really cool. Um, Skylab letterpress, which is Bob Adkins, who is, um, married to our friend Anna Reinhart. Um, his his printing company in Kansas City did the flyleafs. So there's this really cool sort of like sub cover that introduces the United States of Letterpress and like just gives some information about it. So um, yeah, so huge kudos to Bob. Um, this is really cool. Uh, is a huge job. If you look at there, if you follow them on Instagram, you can see just like this pallets upon pallets of flyleafs they made for this. So I can't imagine the logistics behind um, getting nine different letterpress <laughs> companies <laughs> around the country to do these and send them back in and assemble them. But yeah, they're just so good. Yeah. Um, last thing I'll mention: um, I've been giving kind of updates along the way here, but um, at long last, uh, we have we almost I almost have in my hands Plumbago Seven. Um, got it laid out. Got it printed um i think i mentioned this before we had it printed at Write notepads in baltimore um our good friend chris (laughs) roth did it um don't have it in hand but he sent me some pictures they has a perfect binding on it which is like a brand new thing for plumbago um (laughs) apparently we just barely meant the minimum number of pages to really like put that that glue on there um Chris was telling me, but like, it looks, looks so good. So many of you have uh, pre-ordered and I will get these out to you um, next week. I should be getting them in my hands at the end of this week. And many other of you are uh, Patreon subscribers at $5 or $10 a month. And that kind of automatically qualifies you to get one of these issues. And I will get you those as well. So if you're listening and you have not seen the Patreon update, please update your mailing address in there. Um, so I know where to send them. Um, And if you don't want to update the account, feel free to just message me and I can, I can make a note. So yeah, Pumbago7, almost here at long last after (laughs) seven months, eight months. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you everybody for bearing with me.
3: Weird times. Weird times. Time is nothing now right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I, we moved in between times and I had weird job stuff and... Yeah, I just wasn't like just in a just a weird place to just even like assemble all that stuff. So international pandemic. You know, all that stuff. Hasn't didn't slow Ed down. <laughs> his uh, his zines came out regardless. So he's like the postal service <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it raised. Yeah. So cool. Um that's it for me. How about you, Tim?
1: First thing I'll mention is I got some new notebooks. And Andy and Johnny have heard this story, but, and I I think I I posted about it somewhere, but I stumbled into a TJ Maxx here locally and uh, was looking for some component for a birthday gift for my wife. And because I'm me, I walked through the notebook aisle and because you have to do that, even though you almost never, I never find anything there that's worth, worth seeing. And there was uh, like 40, 2020, 2021 moleskin like planners. And I was like, haha, that's funny. Cause nobody's buying planners for 2020, 2021. <laughs> you know, like that sort of like humorous part I was like, that's hilarious. But then I looked to the right and there was just a a mountain of moleskin notebooks. And it was uh, the full size hardback, the three big three pack of the, the big K here's and the two packs of those like perfect bound ones. And the two goes and the pocket hardback notebooks, which I've talked about here in the last couple episodes is just something that I've just been really enjoying and wanting to use more of. And all of them were priced like so ridiculously low that I kind of went out of control.
4: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: I sort of lost, lost my ability to, to limit myself. It and,
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. It was just chaos. I, mean, I was, I was like, you know, tipping over dressers and stuff at the end of the aisle to keep people away. And just like, stay out, stay back. These are mine. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I ended up walking out of there. Like I probably looked like a crazy person. I, mean, I did look like a crazy person. I'm sure I did, but I was carrying like, I think I walked out with like, 12 notebooks it was like a big stack of the, the small ones because I wanted those and I got some of the bigger ones and then sure enough two days later I work in a different town and I found out that they have a TJ max there and so I went there and I was like hey it's still happening here <laughs> and so I found some <laughs> more and I bought like three more there it's a problem guys I need help um, yeah it was it's kind of overwhelming but I bought a ton uh, and then I I had to go back to DJ <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. The story's about to end, I promise. But I went back to DJ Max yesterday to get some some coffee, and they had restocked again with all different colors. And I was just and I, but I did manage to walk out with only one. So, <laughs> so I am starting to show some some little bit of self respect. But
3: <laughs> well, you know, you could do uh, NaNoWriMo by hand this year. You've got no, yeah.
1: of all in pocket size notebooks. Yeah, but yeah. So right now I'm using one of my new ones, which is a hardback pocket notebook, which is in what I can only describe as like late seventies blue. I don't know if you guys know like what I'm referring to here, but it's like, if you, if you own a tent that was made in the (laughs) eighties or like late seventies, it is, it is this blue color. It's like, it's sort of like a Royal blue, but just sort of like, if you take Royal blue and make it boring, this is the color. Um, Yeah. It's just like we, yeah, I, I think I had like a, you know, walking around with my, Beagle boy jeans and a jacket that was this color. Members only jacket. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's that. So that was exciting. And they're still there. And I, like I said, I went back to TJ Maxx and they had restocked and I had heard from some wife, I, um, I think it was Michelle, the group but she had said that like, this had happened once before, apparently at TJ Maxx where like, all of a sudden they were flooded with like term notebooks. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I, I mean, I would have. I, I'm glad that didn't happen because my wife would have like divorced me if, 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 uh, if they had term because I would have just bought them all. I bought everything there.
3: I have one from when that happened. It was like five bucks.
1: Yeah, that was. I don't
3: know why I forgot to fill it because it's cool blue.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Everything there was like five bucks or less. I got these pocket notebooks for three fifth or three ninety nine. So. Anyways, but uh, two other things I would mention from Baron Fig. Baron Fig released a bunch of new stuff, and there were two that I, I just, I definitely wanted to talk about. in uh, first one was the Guardian Pro, which, yeah, which is a, a case for a Confidant Notebook. It's a, a, is it canvas? Is that the yeah. material? looks like it. Yeah, it's like a can- canvas case. So, that, I mean, they had, they had had that leather cover, which was just like a slip cover, like, you know, a fancy version of the paper bag cover you put on your textbooks when you were in, like, in high school. Uh, but this one is, uh, it zips up and then inside there are pockets. And the, my, my favorite part is there's a pocket right down the center that holds a squire because it doesn't have a clip like it should. Uh, And, um, so yeah,
3: that part. So if Baron fig, if you're listening, I'll take the gray one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, And then, it's got yeah so i mean the the, the picture it holds a, a couple they have a couple refills they have one of the uh the vanguards slid in there a phone and then a notebook on the right side and a pen in the middle and i like the touch that it's the gray like sort of one of the barren fig shades of gray kind of the darker one yeah. and they made the zipper the yellow just the like bookmark the, color? the yeah. ribbon yeah <sighs> you're killing that was, me that was a nice touch so yeah they comes in in uh in charcoal and blue slate in fig wine and then in their forest green color so that i was super excited about that so i think that will be in my future someday i mean i am a little like little like maybe hesitating a little bit just because of it just fits a uh, confidant and i don't know like what other notebooks are like you know uh comparable to the size off the top of my head so i don't know if it's one of those things that i could only be using if it was a if i was using a confidant but yeah and then the other one that looked pretty cool was the mosaic, which is a desk organizer, which looks like it's about two inches deep. It's got uh it's almost like a extended version of one of those like iPad or like cell phone stands, you know, you can get that just has like a little slit in it and you can kind of mm-hmm. lean things up inside of it. Um, and so you can, and it, it does just that it has like a square section where you can put paper clips or, or whatever. There are three pen like holes to put pens in that just, they sit up vertically and then there are these shallow sections where you can lean up and you can lean a notebook up or you can lean up some uh, index cards or your phone or whatever it is. And it's a really cool, like low profile desk organizer. Do you guys, what do you guys think of that? I want one of
3: those too.
2: I'm a little bit worried. Yeah. It just fits bear and fig stuff. Um, Cause sometimes I want to use a different notebook or a different pencil or a different pen, but I would be, mm-hmm. I'd be down to see. For
1: sure. Seems like seems like confidants are usually on the wider side of notebooks, right? So I mean as long yeah. as it's skinnier than that's a true. than a confidant, it should fit. So but answer. yeah, I mean I, that's that's definitely
2: yeah. Yeah. Also I, I won't it, yeah. cool I will edition. Well mentioned this. I won't say anything specific specific about it, but if you go to a like a Arrow404 page on on Baron Fig now, you might see something different than you used to.
1: Hmm. Intriguing. All right. But yeah, that's all I got. Cool. So uh, this episode is sponsored by NoteGeist, an online stationery shop featuring curated, eclectic, and hard-to-find accessories, notebooks, and pencils you love. We have another great NoteGeist special for listeners of this episode. But before we get into that, we have a new product announcement that you'll hear about here for the first time anywhere. NoteGeist is letting us introduce a new product they've designed for pencil collectors. This is the first paper product from Geist Notes, their new in-house brand for paper, to pr- uh, paper products. It's called the Pencil Log, pronounced Pencil Og. Og, get it? Pencil, <laughs> pencil Log? It's like I, the L. I think, I think it's Pencil OG. Po- is how you it. the OG <laughs> pencil, pencil yeah. OG. Yeah. So the, the pencil log, uh, a, a pocket log book designed for pencil collectors. Each pack has two log books and the collection entries have space for the information you'd like to note about your pencils, including like a swatch box for laying down some uh, sample graphite. There are also uh, index pages and want lists and tips on using pencil log uh, plus some fun pencil trivia and some top 10 list action. So best of all, the Pencil Log 2-Pack costs only $10. Follow the link in the show notes to check out this really useful pencil collection tool. And uh, the special for this episode's listeners, uh, NoteGuys is offering a 15% discount on over 150 pencils and accessories. There's a link in the show notes to a special page showing the 150 plus eligible items. To make it super easy to shop and take advantage of the discount, use code ERASABLE150. That's ERASABLE150 on checkout. Be sure to check out the pencil log at nosguys. Uh, notegeist.com and also take advantage of the 15% off special on over 150 pencil goodies at the special page linked in the show notes. You can use the coupon code erasable150. That's erasable 150 to save that 15% on checkout. Many thanks to Gary Varner and NoteGeist for sponsoring this episode of Erasable.
2: Thanks, Gary. That's a 1% off for every 10 episodes we've done. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, I think that's that's how that worked. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. That uh, Look that notebook sounds really awesome. I feel like I missed my call, and that's like built-in pencil of the week, right there, right? Like,
4: that's it's true for you. you, just
0: to review pencils, like at the end of the week, like. So, <laughs> God, that's i to be out of business news, thanks it? to this guy,
4: Gary. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't laughs>
2: <It's> your... <laughs> shake shake your fist at Gary Varner. It's your R. <laughs> it could
1: be it could be like your uh, your R and D notebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, it's time to get into our main topic, uh, talking about Pencil of the Week with Ed Kemp. Uh, z- you know, Zines are an amazing way of expressing whatever you want, whatever the subject matter. The DIY, uh, DIY ethic behind zines kind of sidesteps the traditional publishing venues and puts unique paper, mini books, in readers' hands. So when Ed Kemp started publishing his zine Pencil of the Week, we knew we would have to talk him into joining us here on Erasable. So once again, Ed, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Yeah.
0: Once again, thanks for having me, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. so excited when I first heard episode about 150.
0: You haven't said it in a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, to start things out, so uh, appreciate you taking the time on a Monday night to come and join us for episode 150. So, for those folks who are not in the Facebook group, can you introduce yourself a little? Tell them a little uh, the basics about who you are and what you do.
0: Uh, yeah. So my name is Ed Camp, and I make Pencil of the Week, which is uh, a zine about uh, I would use one pencil for an entire week straight. And then I write about it basically and I review it. And uh, the zine is all handwritten. And um, yeah, I, I run the word distribution and that's a distribution company for a bunch of other zinesters. I like to go and table at zine events. I actually have one coming up soon, an in-person event outdoors. Oh, wow. Oh,
4: wow. Yeah.
0: yeah I'm really excited about that. Scranton, Pennsylvania. So they actually got a good zine scene out there. It's, uh, it's always a fun time. But, uh, yeah, I've been uh, doing zines for a little over 10 years now. Um, I kind of first got into zines through the, the skate and punk rock scenes. Uh, you know, you'd go to a skate park and sometimes you'd come home with a zine or photocopied with like, you know, terrible quality. You can't even make out the skater in the picture <laughs> or whatever. Um, equally as bad punk rock zines at, at, local punk rock shows. Like here in New Jersey, they used to have a lot of shows at uh, like volunteer fire departments and like, uh, Elks lodges and things like that. So I used to go to a lot of like all ages shows there and like you would come home with a with a zine. And uh, when I when I joined a band in 2007, uh started going to a lot more punk rock shows and there were no more zines. And I, I was at a dive bar in New Brunswick and I found a poetry zine there. And I was like, this zine is terrible. I can make a better one. So (laughs) I, I made a zine, whether it was better or not, that's, that's to be determined. Um, probably that first zine is leaning towards not, but, um,
4: you can yeah, build up from to a there better I, one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so from there, I made uh, 12 issues of my first zine called La Palabra. It was just basically like a, you know, black and white photocopied, cut and paste, you know, kind of punk rock fanzine. Has some recipes and stuff in it, uh, some sports stuff, just anything I was really into at the time. I used to have a couple people guess right for me and whatnot. So. Did a bunch of issues of those, and then I've done a couple other series I got one called jock Straps it's all about <laughs> um i make i make photocopies of baseball cards and football cards from from like when I grew up so all through the eighties into the early nineties and they all they all have different different topics like the baseball one is all about fat guys and baseball <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you got people like John Jaha and like Chris Bozio I don't know if any of you guys even know this. Steve Balboni. I Are don't you know if you guys follow baseball, coach. but
1: no, Bosnia was a uh, pitching coach for the Cubs. Oh, is he? For a while, he's not anymore, but he was. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm sure he was <laughs> awesome. still pretty chunky.
1: He was. Yeah, Kirby <laughs> Kirby, the
0: Kirby Pocket. So yeah, that's, right, I yeah. do I do a series. I just did one issue. Four is uh, wrestling. So it's all like WWF cards or WWE cards. I mean, from uh, you know, from the '80s and early '90s. Um, I've done a couple of recipe zines called "Now's the Wa- Now the Water's Boiling." I'm working <laughs> on a I'm working on a new one uh, right now. As a matter of fact, I need to get it out before the next Zine Fest. Uh, it's 19 pandemic inspired recipes things <laughs> things, thing, things that things that i made out of some questionable meats in a can and and whatnot but <laughs> Dude, it, awesome. was, it was wild up here man the lines for the grocery store were crazy there's no fresh yeah. meat there's no fresh veggies so yeah
3: like spam chili <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah. no but i i do have a couple of cans of spam in my kitchen right now but
2: <laughs> i call I this do... one a bowl of lucky charms no milk <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was a little too proud to announce that. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, hon- honing it back into zines here. Um, so, yeah, I got that cooking one coming out. And I've I done a bunch of, like, offshoot ones. One one was a compilation with 10 different authors writing about 10 different albums that they love. And, um, yeah, I've done a couple other ones. What it's like to live in a four-floor walk-up apartment. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's that's always fun. But uh so yeah, that's that's basically my little my little history about zines.
2: Nice. So um our very on Plumbago. Um actually I need to I need to track down another copy of Plumbago one and, and send it to you, uh, Ed. Uh it started off as a more traditional zine. Like I just, you know, took took a bunch of stuff and I, you know, stapled them onto other things and photocopied them and bound them and stapled them and never sort of like did it ever exist as sort of like a digital copy. Um, but also like there were so few of them that a lot of our listeners have probably never heard an early copy, like held an early copy of this. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about like the history of zines, which was probably something that was more traditionally like what Pumbago was?
0: Uh, yeah, Definitely. Uh, I, Tim, with the with the opener there, kind of kind of hit it perfectly. Um, you know, sidestepping the mainstream and whatnot. A lot of people actually consider Thomas Paine's Common Sense the first scene.
2: <laughs> Ooh yeah, I never thought uh, about
4: that.
0: It, probably because he had difficulty like finding somebody who would publish it, and probably because he, you know, sold. You know, so many thousands of copies and never made any money. So, yeah, he was probably the first <laughs> zinester then.
2: Philly <laughs> had a photocopier back then.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, as far as like the zines that we know today, for the most part, um, a lot of it is, uh, started with science fan fiction. Um, oh, people reading science, uh, like science fiction magazines, like the pulp books and stuff like that. And, uh, they were writing into the magazines, telling them how implausible the stories were and whatnot. So <laughs> they uh, I don't know. These people just started like getting together and starting mailing lists and probably just writing complaint letters. But like that's that's where some people trace like zines back to. But uh, really, like it started coming in with like some of the Star Trek and Doctor Who generation there. Um, just writing oh, fan fiction about the about the TV shows.
2: Yeah. I feel like I'm just a little bit a little bit too young to really remember Zines from its heyday. I I first first fan fiction I ever read was on a really terrible website and it was Doctor Who fan fiction. I won't repeat the plot because it was it's inappropriate for this audience. I <laughs> <laughs> so I,
0: mean, um, I don't I don't know what most people will consider like zines heyday because you know, in the 70s, uh, like the punk rock scene really pushed zines out there to like different people, and then like 80s and 90s, maybe that was like the heyday because there was like huge publishing, maximum rock and roll, fact sheet five, uh, like Slug and Lettuce, like thousands, thousands, and thousands of copies of these things were, were going out on a, on a timely basis. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so I don't know what the, what the heyday would be, but, uh, yeah, I, I snuck in and caught the, the very tail end of like the nineties zines before everything kind of went online. And then yeah. when I came back to the scene, um, I was happy to find one. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, so- there's, there's groups out there for everybody. I mean, there's, there's a group out there of people who like to talk about pencils, if you could believe that. <laughs> yeah.
3: What? Yeah there's, there's, yeah, there's a lid for every pot out there. So, I mean.
4: Prove sure. it. <laughs> so, that. yeah.
3: That's a good lead-in for my next question. Um, so, I'm dating myself, but I came in at the end of Gen X. So, I literally can't remember when there were no zines. And um, we were talking before we were recording about Atomic Books, like a cool spot in Baltimore that's always had scenes. So, um, what's happened with the internet? Like, I noticed, like, all the good alt-weeklies are gone like boston phoenix is gone baltimore city paper is gone um how are zines doing these days with social media and instant publishing and stuff like that
0: uh well it looks good everything looks good on an instagram feed though but uh (laughs) 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 no it, it it looks good it looks healthy i mean i go to zine fest uh i've been to up to like i don't know seven of them in the in the summertime um Like here on the East Coast, I could hit a lot of different cities that are are not that far of a drive. I've I've done events down in Baltimore, Johnny, and like I've gone to D.C. and Donham, Richmond, Virginia. Um, So like you go to one of those events and man, it's popping. It's cool, man. There's a lot of people there, Uh, a lot of people interested in zines. And I think the Internet has probably helped things a little bit. Uh, cause it, it makes them more accessible or I guess easier to find, right? Cause you used to have to find out where they were and mail in something and like, you know, mail in a couple of stamps so you could get mailed something back. And, you know, there's still a lot of zine makers who, who operate like that, but for the most part, every, everybody who could put out a zine could put up an Etsy page or, or something like that. And, you know, so it's, it's good. It, it looks healthy. The scene looks great. This The the scene is fun. I'll tell you that much.
3: Awesome. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, with the scene looking as as good as it does, can you tell us about some of your favorite kind of currently produced zines and, and even some like sort of historical zines that you're like a fan of or that you have that are just old favorites? Can you tell us about some of those?
0: Oh, man. There's so many good zines out there. Uh probably the current one. My my favorite zine ster is my, my homie Billy McCall. He's uh prolific. He uh puts out a lot of zines and one of my favorites from him is a series that he got called Last Night at the Casino. And he's he's a crap stealer. So it's basically like a, a work scene. He just talks about what he sees, the, the locals, the, the crazy stuff. Um, what it's like to be a craps dealer, like all the math that goes on. Like I do a lot of math at my job, but I do it with a calculator and a pencil, right. In a, in a quiet (laughs) cubicle. Um, like he's got to figure out like 15 to one odds, like on something on like, you know, on a $15 chip, like with all these drunk people yelling at him and whatnot. So uh, (laughs) You know, it, it's wild. I thought I was good at math, and then I started hanging out with him. I was like, oh, my God, man, I'm nowhere near you. So, uh.
1: that, that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> that zine series <laughs> is, is really amazing. Last night I at am, the casino. and uh, Right
1: now, I am buying the last ones at your Etsy page. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this, will, this will not, yeah, will not go, publish go, this until I can go, purchase go, these. Go straight, go straight to uh,
0: his uh, Etsy page. It's I Know Billy okay. Uh, okay. at Etsy, yeah. Give, give him the support. He also does yeah, – uh, he's got a new series out uh, all about state flags. Ooh, so, cool. like, I'm I'm all into, like, history and educational, like, nerdy stuff like that. So it's it's the perfect scene for me. It's talking about, like, some analog, like, flags. And uh, <laughs> I, I, ju- I just got the second and third issue on Friday, and I finished them by Saturday morning. Like, probably when I woke up Saturday morning, I finished them.
3: Wow. Oh, awesome. You yeah. Maryland I, on the front. Yay.
0: Yes. Yeah, and he just did the New Jersey one, too, so...
3: Cool.
0: That, one's, a, that Sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. I don't remember what I was going to say. No. Go ahead, Andy. I'm uh, sorry. All
2: right. <laughs> it's all um. right. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of this um, zine out of San Francisco called Behind the Wheel. Um, it's basically like confessions of like Uber Lyft drivers and they talk about how kind of soul sucking it is, but also just sort of like how much, uh, how much more is involved in doing that than a lot of people typically think like the things they have to think about and the things that go on and happen and they have to kind of consider. Um That's a really, really good sort of like confessional zine like that.
0: Yeah. I've seen that zine before. It looks really good. Um yeah. They actually carry it at a distro. I know antiquated future. It looks good. I, uh, I should probably pick that up. I didn't know it was based out of San Francisco, though.
2: Yeah, I think that maybe the author uh, lives in Oakland, but does a lot of a lot of driving in the city.
0: Yeah, and that's actually what some of like the best zines are are about is stuff that you like never even think about. Yeah, yeah. Um, like they, I've I've seen uh, zines about whale watching and like the the history of dentistry, right? Like,
4: <laughs> oh wow, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, just just like anything that you think about like late on a Thursday night, you'd be like, I could make a zine about that.
2: (laughs) Hey, guess what?
0: I wonder Um, how the Panama canal was built and you just like research it and you know, you just make a little, a little zine for it. Like,
2: yeah, I am, I am tempted to make a zine about error messages, just like really bad error messages from like on software.
3: (laughs) That sounds really, really awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I,
2: yeah. Um, so zine, zines and pencils have a lot in common. Um, they're analog tools in a digital world. They're something that's very tactile. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how about how you decided to make a, a zine about our favorite tool?
0: Uh, yeah. So, like I said, I, at my job, I, I do a lot of math. So I've been using a pencil at my job for the last 13 years, as long as I've been there. I work at a old school kind of like cut and sew factory. And, uh For 10 years, I worked out in in the factory, so you would always need a pencil out on the receiving dock or uh, to mark material because we got to mark the fabric to cut it and stuff like that. So I was always using a pencil, but out there, there's a thousand, you know, China-made or Mexican-made, you know, Dixon Ticonderogas or something even worse than that, some staples or something like that, like, because they didn't have to last. But then when I, uh, sorry if I offended anybody for their favorite pencils or anything, but, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm a stapled loyalist on that, that store brand <laughs> one. How dare you?
4: Sorry, sorry.
0: I was talking about the Walmart brand. I'm sorry, man. My bad. But, uh, you know, when I, when I came into the office, um, I, uh, decided that I, I needed some, some better stationary equipment and, uh, you know a couple google searches later and that's that's the beauty of the internet like finding zines like i just found pencils i was like oh my god there's a pencil shop in new york city <laughs> right like i could take the path train there so like the next weekend i took the path train and i don't know, three and a half years later i'm sitting here talking to you guys about pencils um <laughs> but but you know, I, I kept buying all of these pencils and I'm like, how am I going to use them all? I'm never going to be able to use any of these pencils, right? Like, because it takes so long because, you know, I, I want to use it down to the stub and everything. Like, I want to use every last drop of it. So, like, I like, dude, I'm never, how am I ever going to use all of these pencils? Uh, so I started using a different pencil every week and actually at the time – because I came from the factory into the office, I, I wanted to look a little bit more professional. I'm not going to lie, guys. And uh, I I used to have this like super hard caveman grip on my pencils, like all, <laughs> all five all five fingers just like fighting for space on there. Right. <laughs> so when I came into the office, I was like, dude, like you got to look a little bit more professional or whatnot. So I bought some of them triangle things to like teach you how to hold a pencil. Right. So I wanted to practice my handwriting. So here it's just all falling into place, right? Like I want to use a different pencil every week. I have to practice my 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 handwriting, and then and then the sealer was just. Uh, I didn't have access to a to a printer at the time. I had no print. I had no printer in my apartment, and I was tired of printing out copies at, at work. So um, I was like, "Dude, I gotta I gotta do like a real analog zine here." And I just came up with the idea of, you know, what I'm doing now. Use a different pencil, review it, because I have strong opinions on stuff. So why shouldn't everybody hear it? You know what I mean?
3: (laughs) So um, there, you know, you do the thing by hand and then you copy them. But then on top of the copies, you do a lot of um, handwriting and even like some sketches. So can you talk about the production process a little bit after you've? you know, written the initial draft in pencil.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, I make a bunch of copies. My, my runs right now are, I not know, anywhere between like 50 and 70 on the first run. Um, which is a lot for me because then from there I, I have to, like you said, do all the hand stuff because I don't have color copy money, uh, like that. So I figure, how am I going to do color? Well, I got to do it by hands, you know? So, and it also gives me uh gives me a chance to use red and blue pencils, which uh pencil of the week definitely uh endorses.
4: But uh <laughs> and I bet
2: your <laughs> if your living room I don't know if you have a you know small Jersey living room like I have a small San Francisco living room, I bet it just like takes over everything.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. Like when I'm when I'm cold and that means that I can't eat dinner, right? Like yeah. <laughs> basically <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah there's definitely reward when i get done uh finishing a zine that means that i can eat again (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah and and there's been a couple of times where i've you know i've i've promoted something via like a hashtag there were so many virtual zine fest this year and like not even thinking i just posted and then next thing i know a bunch of these orders come in and i look at my closet and i don't have any of them made so i got to make like issues like one through 10 like all at the same time (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's great like i love doing it but man it takes me like like a week to do it because uh yeah, every one of them has, has something on it to, to make it stand out a little bit. I, I try to make everybody's pencil of the week look a little different or, like, you might get, like, a, a blue P and then the rest of it is all in red. Just just something a little different for, for everybody to get. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just fun. Like, how else am I going to review red, blue pencils if I don't actually, like, write it with a zine? You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, I got to, I got to stay true to it. So if I'm going to, if I'm going to review a red blue pencil well, you're going to say it on the page, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about pencils. Um, I mean, you've kind of alluded to a couple and you mentioned that you're using the natural Ticonderoga, but what are some of your favorites and, and, and how do they make your list and why do they make such a list? uh well looks has a lot to do
0: with what goes into my pencil because if i'm looking down and it looks dorky as hell man i don't want to be using it right <laughs> so so it's it's got to look good man because the better your pencil looks the better it's going to write right at least i don't know i
4: think right. that's a, at least I, science yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so you guys feel me on that one but uh, <laughs> no, for sure yeah <laughs> i uh be- because of my job uh, being in American manufacturing, I definitely support all the American companies, like one hundred percent. It doesn't mean that there's not good stuff produced other places, but uh, obviously living here in Jersey City, uh, Generals is by far my favorite pencil company. Um, they're they're actually right down the street If Dickinson High School. Wasn't up on the hill. I could probably see their factory from from my apartment. Oh, that's um, awesome. I've actually been inside of that place for work also and uh that cool. was pretty cool. I didn't I didn't get to see like how pencils were made and whatnot. I was in a different area, but um I, I can't attest to what do they what do they say, however old since eighteen eighty nine. Yeah, that's about how old that building is, man. It's <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So and pretty much anything from from generals, the the Cedar Point is just such a such a classic uh, looking yeah. looking pencil. Like to me, it's the best natural pencil out there. Yeah, um, just in terms of look, because it doesn't have any of that uh, that lacquer over top of it. Like the black on black ferrule and eraser, like it just looks good. The black printing.
4: And-
0: yeah.
2: So we don't know this for sure, but we're we're pretty sure that we're responsible for. For them bringing back the Cedar Point, um, what's the is uh, 333 the number one, number one, yeah, yeah, um, 3331. Yeah. yeah, they uh they they will not they will not admit to it, but um, we like really wanted to like get the, the softer lead Cedar Point back, and enough people kind of like rode in and asked for it that they just released it, and so that feels pretty good. Well, thank you very much, <laughs> you're guys, welcome. I do, I do like that pencil, that's, yeah. we'll that's take definitely it. like my favorite one,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, love um, the way it smells. Yeah, so good. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, like classic American pencils that they make. I, I do like the Supreme. Yes. And the uh, the test scoring to me is, is super awesome. I, I love Yay. the way that that one looks too.
2: That's one of my top five favorite pencils for sure. Everybody else thinks thinks it's a weirdo, but I love that it's a weirdo. <laughs> I'm wearing... I, I wish I I'll have to post a picture okay. of myself in the in the Google Doc. I'm wearing a test scoring 100 shirt right now. Well, that's Musgrave. the Musgrave one. He's oh, talking shoot, about the test the, tes- the tes-
1: 580.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry,
2: I got excited about. <laughs> it's oh. way less dorky than the Musgrave. Do no, <laughs> you, you like the
4: Musgrave one. Um, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah.
3: don't, don't, don't,
0: don't i read that we don't, like. don't don't read that issue then because yeah. uh, you're, you're not you're not gonna like what I have to say about oh, that yeah. pencil. <laughs> But but you're you're into you're into sci-fi, right? Yeah, yeah. And it does look
2: like a spaceship or something. Yeah.
0: Then it then it totally makes sense, man. (laughs) No, no, the the general test scoring is is really awesome. Also a very good
4: pencil. Yes. (laughs) Um
0: but yeah, I love getting into uh or oh, like the old vintage pencils too, like they're the most fun. Um, definitely, uh, definitely as far as writing goes, a lot of the old Eagle and, and Barrel ones, like the Murado and the the yes. uh, black the Black Warrior. Um, yeah. My Black Warrior is like top three best looker for me too. Like mm-hmm. the the gold ferrule and gold Im, uh, imprint there, just the little red band on it. It, it looks amazing. I love round pencils too. Yeah. So that one that one checks all the boxes. And uh on on a similar note is uh I love this pencil, the uh, Faber round gilt. I think I'm not saying that right, glit, something like that. It it, I'm not it familiar means with that. it it means gold, but it uh hmm. it, it look it looks almost exactly like the Black Warrior, is round and black, only it's got a black band on it instead of a red band. Hmm. So I, I definitely that like cool. that one. Um if you're talking looks alone the the Faber Mongol too man that that yeah. feral is top notch
2: man copper stripes yeah
0: yeah, that thing—that thing, that thing is, is, is beautiful. I got—I got one sticking out of one of my shirt right now. i, I don't want to use it at all. Like it's done now because <laughs> it's at the perfect length to just stick out the top of my pocket. So it's like <laughs> this is the showpiece. Oh, yeah. like, that, oh, that yeah. pencil is never going to get used again. If I plan on like going out and taking notes, I have to bring that pencil and like a real pencil to use. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's
1: like a pocket wear now. Yeah, you just yeah. like wear it for decoration. Yeah, so, you know, like uh, a
0: Titak or something, yeah. yeah. But uh <laughs> and then uh just one more, like internationally, I'm I'm a really big fan of uh the Portuguese company. I, I don't wanna mispronounce it. Vi- oh. Viarco?
2: Yeah, Viarco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something something about their whole like style just kinda kinda makes me think of like generals just over in Portugal. Like maybe the way they write and just I don't know, they're I know that they're like a small family owned company and whatnot and uh Met one of the dudes who works there on one of the Zoom podcasts, and that guy was just so awesome. That's really cool. Just, just cool. chatting with him, and uh, yeah, I just get a good vibe out of that company. Their their pencils look good. They're they're scratchy. Like, yeah. they're not a, not a lot of tech to them.
2: I never thought about how yeah, they're the generals of Portugal. That's a really good way to put it.
0: Yeah. I mean that's just the way that I kind of look at it. I'm not asking anybody else to look at it that way, but <laughs> I mean fun. they are a small family owned company. They they could be the Musgrave of, of Portugal, if you so please there, Andy. Like.
2: <laughs> well Musgrave is the uh is the generals of the South. <laughs> 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 um so uh and when you're, you know, when you're writing, when you're taking notes with your pencils, um, what kind of paper or notebooks do you prefer?
0: Um, you know, I've actually, I'm, I'm using my first ever field notes right now. Oh wow! Um, it was, uh, it was a gift in the the pencil Christmas exchange there. Um, it's a really nice one too. The field notes dime size one or whatever oh it's, the dime novels yeah sweet. the dime novel one it's like super
1: nice it's like the perfect one for you to start with yeah. like for you specifically yeah. i feel like that that is the most like zine maker uh field notes
0: the only problem is i can't yeah. write on the left hand side of the thing like when i put my hand on there the whole the whole thing pops up i like have the binding yeah, all yeah. kind of like ripped open and whatnot but uh yeah johnny wrote a novel <laughs>
2: of those things
3: yep. who did johnny <laughs> I I did NaNoWriMo in them one year and like my hand hurt for a month because <laughs> I was sort of like trying to get the most out of it and that was dumb. <laughs> I should have bought some more.
4: Yeah.
0: I mean, as far as looks go, man, it it's gorgeous. And the uh, the paper on it is, is amazing. But uh, honestly, I usually just make my own notebooks because after all, it's just a uh,
4: it's a, blank a zine. zine.
0: It's a <laughs> zine without words so yeah. I just I just lay the paper out and, and put the lines on it space the way that I want it and uh, you know I can put anything I want on the cover i've been I've been putting some clear contact on it to try to make it last a little bit longer but I uh, I have like a, like a half page size one that's the size of pencil of the week. like I have one of those for taking notes after the week is done and then I got a quarter size one. Uh, for my pocket, like perfect pocket size. And it's cool, man. Like I could just make it with any color paper that I got. Like I can make the lines, any color I want. Like, like, can. uh, I've been thinking about possibly putting it up there and, uh, like putting it on the Etsy page or, or seeing if people would, uh, would be hip to it through, through the Facebook page. But I don't really know if I want to have a side hustle for my side hustle. So... <laughs> <laughs> it
2: could be called the, the week and it's not a review of a notebook it's just a notebook for the week yeah right yeah i'm t- I'm, I'm totally down i was subscribed to that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um so yeah basically
0: i, I just kind of make my own or I, I like those uh those legal pads that flip up at the top and uh you know i'm I'm not fancy especially if i'm writing like the, a rough draft or something or or something like that like i'll just write it on you know whatever i can find that uh at some big box store, whatever's cheap legal pad.
3: Awesome. So um, a large chunk of the fun of pencils is accessories. So um, when you think of sharpeners, erasers, clips, point protectors, like, what are some of the things that you like to use when you're using pencils that aren't pencils?
0: Uh, well, I already stated my affinity for, for red and blue pencils, man. Like I, I love, red, I love red and blue pencils. Uh, I could, I could, I could write a quote, uh, three different things all on the same page. Right. Cause I got one going in graph, like one going in red, one going in blue. My, my coworkers look at that stuff and they look like I'm crazy, but, uh, <laughs> No, I I love red blue pencils, especially for for editing. the uh, The Mitsubishi, the round ones, are just so solid. They're so tight. Yeah. Um, I I don't notice any difference from the Tombow one. Only uh, only I was able to buy twelve of the the Mitsubishi ones. That's the only difference. I was able to find a a a dozen of them. But have you uh,
2: have you tried the sorry. ones that um? Caroline Weaver sells in her shop. Um, I can't remember. who is it Karan Dash who makes them? The, the editor? Yeah. 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 Yeah, those are fun. Uh,
0: yeah, that that one is really awesome. Um, the, the best thing about the... That one's like a little bit of a fancy one, you know what I mean? That yeah, one's like yeah. like two fifty, two seventy five. Like, I'm not trying to use nothing fancy at work. Like, they don't deserve that. So, like, I'll just you know, they just <laughs> they, they just they just get the dollar a pencil at, at work. But um, no, I definitely have one of those uh, the red and graphite ones. And yeah, uh, yeah that one's that one's really tight. I, I don't like the one that's got the graphite and the highlighter though. I don't like that
2: one.
4: Mm, mm-hmm
2: you, yeah
0: you guys know that one i, I don't like yeah. i don't like the highlighter on her I, I can't i can't really see it when i use it
2: yeah i just want a marker highlighter
0: um yeah. but i do i do like the uh co-ignore the the dry highlighters that mm. cw sells
4: i haven't used I those
2: th- yeah they look cool
0: those those are really nice i i definitely like using those a lot um and uh I always, because, you know, my pencils have to travel, I always got some sort of point protector on it. But honestly, I just like those p- little garbage plastic ones that Generals makes.
4: Oh, those the are little, nice.
0: The little save-a-point ones. Yeah, like <laughs> a lot of people don't like them because I, I don't use like a long point because I'm just going to snap it off like the first sentence anyway. So I just I just cut to the chase and just use... You know, a regular short point one. So they always fit over my pencils. But I could see why you wouldn't like the uh the generals ones if you use a, a long point. But uh I also I like uh usually having pencil clips also because, you know, they gotta travel with me at work. I don't I don't really like the the faultless ones. The ones with the spring, not a big fan. Um mm. a a lot of it has to do with I don't like the way it looks. So like <laughs> He's <laughs> <laughs> all rounded on the top. I like the the sleek looking one the one that looks like it's like a a pen almost you know, and like you know you just just tuck it tuck it into your shirt here and uh i i definitely like those when I can fit them onto the pencil and um you know speaking of uh, point protectors there, do you know the company that makes those big long aluminum ones yeah um they make them in a couple of different colors. I don't know the name of the brand
3: oh. Shtad?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some uh, extenders from those guys, and they are super awesome. They're little lightweight aluminum joints. Oh, yeah. A couple of those. Yeah, pencil screws right into it, man. I, I love them because... I don't know if you read the zine i might come across a little cheap you know what i mean like i'm complaining about pencil uh, 250 like that's a lot for a pencil but like i try to get i try to get everything out of it and i I do always laugh when i'm looking down and i'm like got like a shoshone's pencil and in a pencil extender and i'm like for real dude that pencil was like 35 cents like (laughs) (laughs) but i'm I'm gonna grind it down to the nub anyway you know what
1: i mean it's in the the spirit of the zine yeah 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 yeah. so i uh, I to definitely get like those
0: little uh aluminum um pencil extenders that they that they make. They're they're really good. Yeah, I don't nice. really have like a, a favorite sharpener or anything like that. Um you know, I'm not I'm not into the long points, so uh the m the and R stuff is really good. It 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 is fun to write about that kind of ridiculous stuff though, right? Because like how are you <laughs> supposed to review an eraser? <laughs> right did you use it did the word disappear yeah. well in it the works it's a good eraser right
1: like- <laughs> successful or unsuccessful yeah. yeah
0: yeah so like you know it, it is it is fun to, to to write about that kind of stuff because of course i gotta i gotta talk about you know the shape or the way it looks i i'm coming across mad superficial believe me i'm not that i'm not that way with women just with pencils you know what i mean just with stationary <laughs> products am i superficial but uh <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I like style (laughs) over substance when it comes to stationary products, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely fun to review something mundane, like a, like a point protector or or, or something like that. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward. I'm, I'm putting together a new issue now, and I'm probably going to come up, uh, a couple of pages short, um, which is kind of intended. So I could, I haven't reviewed anything, uh, you know, silly like that in a while. So maybe I'll write a review for a, a pencil clip. I'll, I'll write about how I don't like the way the faultless ones look.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: I just gave everybody a sneak preview. There you go. <laughs> catch, catch, well, it, catch it here first. Yep. Erasable <laughs> podcast episode 150.
1: <laughs> well,. You know, listening to you talk about zines, I'm sure is going to make some people out there want to to do the same, to publish their own zines. So in in your expert opinion, where do people start? Where like where where would you start in in developing your own zine?
0: Uh well, if you know nothing about zines going in um you know, if we ever get out of this uh pandemic that we're in right here, um you know, check check if you live in a large city, they might have a zine fest, and if they do, go people are friendly like the community is awesome like the only thing in the zine community that's not tolerated is like not tolerating people really like yeah. it's it, it's open it's open for everybody like if you have a voice you can make a zine and uh that's the, that's the beautiful thing about it the
2: san francisco uh, zine fest has a like a just a big representation of like trans and queer zine which is pretty amazing the sf zine fest is so great
0: yeah, it must be good. They wanted a lot of money for their tables. I thought about coming out there. I, I love I love San Francisco. I, I was planning on coming out this year as a matter of fact. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, 2020 happened and whatnot. But I haven't I haven't been to San Francisco in 10 years. And it was yeah. 10 years prior was the last time I was there. So yeah, it's like once at once every 10 years I got to visit, visit San Francisco. Doing. yeah. <laughs> The, the last time I was there, there wasn't that many bums uh, down on down on Market Street pooping on the ground.
2: But yeah, um,
0: <laughs> well now I'm, now we, I'm game. Yeah, I mean I did could. just go to Baltimore not that long ago, so I mean
2: you got your fill. Shout,
0: shout, <laughs> shout out to both of them cities, though. I love Baltimore. I I love San Francisco.
2: So both I mean, water cities. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So if if you could find a, a zine fest. That's a great place to start. I'm not, I'm not asking you to come to my site and buy it, but you should definitely check out Stolen Sharpie Revolution. It is basically like the how to on on how to make a zine. There are so many thousands of copies sold. They're on like their their eighth printing right now, and it just it just breaks it down in a in a fun way. Like when you read it, you just feel like a zinester. The way it's like laid out and like man you'll be you'll be into uh you know first couple of chapters or whatever and you'll be like damn i really want to make this zine um (laughs) you know that's that's a that's a great place to start or uh you know just just disassemble my zine figure figure out how to lay the pages out on your on your home computer and and just do it come up come up with something that you're passionate about that you that you want to write about you know if If you got a favorite sports team, write about it. Like you got a favorite band, write about it. You know, you're you got a crush on Taylor Swift, make a zine about it, man. Like, (laughs) and then you know, if you got a computer, then you can make an Etsy page and you can sell it. You could you could advertise for it. (laughs) You know, like, absolutely. That's. It's it's great, man. Like you don't need anyone's permission to write anything in your zine. Like you could cuss if you want. Like I choose to censor my ship, my, my censor myself because uh, <laughs> I, I, I I think I think it just looks funny the way it's written with yeah. the with the little number sign and the the, the exclamation point. Um, but like, yeah, I, there's a lot of zines that I cuss in and. Uh, it's you can make a zine about anything that's what's so great about it if if you if you could write if you could type if you got any kind of art that you want to get out there there's a lot of photography zines out there Mm. like if you just like to take pictures and you don't want to write or or you take pictures and your buddy likes to write make a collab zine like get together do something it's uh it's so fun at least it is for me it's you know, sometimes it's a little bit of work, especially when I got to make like 70 copies, like to get out all these orders, which I appreciate. Thank you all for everybody who's ever ordered from me. <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> complaining about that. But, um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. And at the end, you get to you get to hold something like, um, you know it's it's like when you were when you, if you were in a band and you ever like recorded something at the end you get to you get to hold it right or or you ever you ever made a movie that came out legitimately like in a in a DVD case or anything like and you get to, you get to hold that and you get to be like, yo, I made that and you get to be you get to be proud of it well, not all the time. I'm not proud of everything I've ever published, but for the most <laughs> part you can be proud of what you put out. Yeah. I'm sure you guys feel the same uh, sense of satisfaction finishing up uh, a podcast, right?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Not, not
2: proud of everything we've put out, but you know, most yeah, of it especially time.
1: episode sixty-eight. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll whatever that is. <laughs> Evidently, that one was, was shameful.
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, if you if you guys ever right. want to anybody from the the Facebook wants to do a, a zine and you got a question, just just contact me. As a matter of fact, there's a there's a member of your group here in New Jersey that uh, made a zine and sent it to me about her becoming a doctor over in the Philippines. Oh, cool! Fantastic, fantastic little zine made by uh, one of one of your subscribers or whatever one of the one of the community and uh it was was so awesome i just by getting my zine she was inspired to to do it so um that's awesome yeah it's it's really it's really cool it's really cool when uh especially like when you do zine events in the same city year after year especially a place like scranton i think that's why i like scranton so much is because um did you all know that Scranton, Pennsylvania is an actual place? It's not just made up for the office. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was say, a lot of zines about the office, I assume. Yeah, Joe Biden talks about it all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's true. He does.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah, Joe Biden's from Scranton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Scranton, <laughs> Pennsylvania is a real place. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a small city. So you get the same people, you know, kind of come back every year. And, uh, you know, somebody's like somebody comes in the the first year you meet them you rap with them a little bit you're like here take a couple of zines you know he buys a couple of things and uh you know he comes back the next year and he got he got a pocket full of zines and he's like oh like just coming here last year inspired me so like he wants to give mouth out to all the people he talked with last year and like the zine community is is a lot like the pencil community also in the fact that like trades mm. um mm-hmm. and and people people are very very generous um with their zines most of them feel a little awkward even asking for money for it and stuff like that. So, like, oh, you know, trading at Zine Fest is, is big or, or doing it through the mail. And, you know, it's the same thing for anybody who belongs to the community on Facebook there. Like, I, I don't know how you guys found so many beautiful people. Or maybe pencil people are just better people than regular people. But, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we got like elite status or something. But the, the, the people on your Facebook page are just so goddamn generous. Like they're just the, the nicest people, man. And that's, that's a lot like the zine community. And that's why I was so happy to find the pencil community. Cause it just, it just mirrors it so much. It's, it seems like yeah. the same type of people are into the same type of stuff. You know, we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Like, you know, it was an analog tool in the digital world. Like, so yeah, it's like something that you could hold, like a tactile feel of having a pencil in your hand, holding a zine in your hands. Like, you know, the, the best way to get a zine is to just, when somebody hands it to you, just fold it in half and throw it in your back
2: pocket.
1: Right. And like,
2: yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Well, it's been, it's been so great to talk with you and, and, uh, we'd love to maybe talk again sometime in the future. Uh, so can you tell people where they can, like, what are the best ways to find you and your work and the things that you're involved in on the internet? Uh, probably the
0: best way would be, uh, the word distribution.com. Uh, you can find the shop through there. It's a little, um, you know blog website that even uh even a luddite like me could could run because uh you know i'm not i'm not big on the on the tech stuff but i do have an instagram page also the word distro i pretty much had to set that up for all the digital zine fest that happened this year Mm. um so you can hit me up through either one of that way or or the facebook page anybody from the community just wants to hit me up ask me a question or you know something like that uh I'm always, I'm always open to talk zines with anybody. So drop by the site, send me, there's a link for the email in there. If you'd rather email me, my, my home address is on there, which isn't probably really safe, but like, you know, (laughs) send, 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 send send me a snail mail, uh, letter. I, I'd be, I'd be happy to, to answer it back.
1: So, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's seriously, thank you so much for your time. It's, it's, yeah. been, it's, it's been, been such a pleasure to have to you. you on. Yeah. 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 Uh, Andy, where can people find you on the internet? Um, find me at andy.wtf
2: uh, and on Twitter and Instagram as at a How
1: about you, Johnny?
3: Um, I'm at pencilrevolution.com and on social media at pencilution.
1: All right, and I'm Tim Wassom. You can find me on Instagram at Timothy Wasom, and I'm on Twitter at Tim Wasom. Huge thank you to Notegeist for sponsoring today's show. Check out their new product, the Geist Notes Pencil Log, and uh, check out our show notes for a link to a page where you can get 15% off any of 150 different uh, products. Use coupon code erasable150 at checkout at notegeist.com. Uh, if uh, you enjoy the podcast and you want to uh, or looking for a way to support us patreon is the best way to do so uh, we give out we have some extra content that we release through patreon including our uh, pen themed show and our alter egos called indelible uh, that you can have access to if you're a supporter so if you want to join us there and, and support us it's just a couple bucks a month that's at erasable.us slash patreon and we'd like to thank our patreon supporters who are at the producer level uh alex jonathan brown and site bob oswald bobby letzinger chris jones chris metzgis chris ulrich dave mcdonald dave tubman fourth letter gangster hotline hans noodleman hunter mccain jacqueline myers james dominguez james spears jason dill jamelia joe crace john banan kp kathleen rogers kelton Weens, leslie tuzette Mary Collis, Measure Twice, Michael D'Elosa, Michael Hagan, Millie Blackwell, O.A. Pryor, Random Thanks, Stuart Lennon, Tana Feliz, and Terry Beth Ledbetter. Such an overwhelming list, a long list of supporters. Everybody. We're so, so thankful for your support of the show. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Erasable Podcast. And if you're not a part of our wonderful facebook group which we've talked about here on this show you can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable you can also like our facebook page at facebook.com slash erasable podcast and the show notes for this episode can be found at erasable.us slash 150 150 episodes congratulations guys we did it mission accomplished Uh, guys we're done now right i think we're in yes right yeah. and this is it So <laughs> it's been nice I'll, I'll never talk to you again yep. uh, uh, finally so uh, if you and lastly if you just rate and review us on iTunes or recommend us on Overcast or blah 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 anywhere that you listen to this uh, we, we really support your or we really appreciate your support and it's such an incredibly supportive community so thank you for listening to episode 150 here's to the next 150 we'll talk to you soon
2: Turn it off.